Welcome to Children of the Living God. This is a short little series on the book of Hosea. And uh, what we're trying to accomplish is just get some Bible into your day. You know, I know we all struggle with that, finding time to be in the Word. And uh, hopefully this can be a tool to supplement your Bible reading. That uh, if you're driving, if you're doing laundry, if you're running errands, working out, whatever you're doing, you can just listen to uh, some Bible teaching and get some Old Testament into your diet. I think uh, that's why I picked the book of Hosea. I figured, you know, I've always wanted to learn about Hosea and I figured you guys would want to learn along with me. And the minor prophets have so much to offer us. And we really want to be people who we, we take all of God's word. All of it is valuable. All of it is for us. And all of it contains promises and truths about God that are meant to encourage our faith and strengthen our faith. And so if you've been listening through this series, I'm grateful and I trust that God has used this to help you uh, in whatever situation you find yourself in in your life. And we know that life is crazy now and, and things are uncertain, but God's word is sure. And we don't want that just to be some tried bumper sticker thing. I mean, this is reality. And uh, the, the, the same God that was merciful in Hosea's day is the same God who is merciful now. The same God who is in control and sovereign in Hosea's day is the same one who is in control and sovereign now. And that's something that we can remember and something that we can see in the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 14 wraps up this entire prophetic book. And uh, it really brings together the main theme of the book, which is the redemptive love of God for sinners. And when we started off the book, we meet Hosea, who's a prophet. He's speaking on behalf of God. And God commands him to marry Gomer with the added news that Gomer's going to cheat on him. She's going to be adulterous an adulteress. And that's what happens. Gomer repeatedly cheats on Hosea. And yet Hosea remains faithful to her. Uh, and he continues to pursue her. And that picture is a picture of God's relationship to Israel. God brought Israel out of Egypt in the Exodus. He provided for them in the wilderness. He promised them a land. He blessed them in the land. He protected them. He cared for them. And he loved them like a faithful husband. And in return, Israel built golden calves. They trusted in other nations like Assyria and Egypt. And they rebelled against his law. They were unfaithful. They were adulter uh, adulteresses uh, toward their God. But God, like Hosea, continues to be faithful. And although God will allow Israel to face the consequences of her sin by letting her go into exile under Assyrian rule and letting her suffer some of the consequences and reap what she's sown, nevertheless, God continues to give a promise that one day he's going to bring Israel back to the land and reunite himself to his people and forgive their sins and show them mercy and essentially bring back his wayward bride. So it's a, it's a story a narrative of redemptive love. And that's the hope that Hosea provides in chapter 14, that God's grace abounds over sin. So we're going to read Hosea chapter 14, starting in verse 1. This is the New Living Translation. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. Assyria can't save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our gods. No, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. 
And the Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. O Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green, and all your fruit comes from me. And let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. Hosea 14 begins with a call from God to return. And we hear this throughout the book of Hosea, God initiates reconciliation, right? It always starts with God. No man seeks after God, but God is the one who seeks after man. God comes to Israel with words of reconciliation, return to me. And not only does he give an opportunity to return to, to, him, to God, not only does God give that opportunity, but he says, here are the words you can use for that. I'm going to help you confess Right? He says, I want you to say this, forgive our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you praises. Right? Come clean with your sins so that you can return to worship of me. And he says, forsake Assyria and her armies, all those other national allies you go to for protection. They can't help you. Recognize that these idols you've made with your own hands, they don't care about you. They're not real. They don't love you. And instead, understand and turn back to me. Turn back to God. Why? Because in God, orphans find mercy. It's the mercy and goodness of God that motivates confession. God takes the first step and that makes it safe for us to confess to him. God says, I'm opening my arms to you. I'm the one who shows mercy to the weak, to the orphans. I'm the one who cares. So just come clean and you will find my goodness. And then God continues with a promise of blessing. He says, if you come back to me, not only will I be merciful, but I'm going to heal you of your faithlessness. I'm going to remove my anger from you. I'm going to refresh you like dew from heaven. I'm going to restore you to prosperity and peace. So God says, this isn't even just removing animosity between us. It's, it's reentering and placing yourself in the middle of my favor, my blessing, my grace. I'm going to show you all these things. I love that he promises to heal them of their faithlessness, right? You, you guys are full of sin, full of idolatry, but if you come back to me, I'm going to change your hearts. I'm going to renew you. So that shows us that God promises when we come to him, he changes us, right? In 1 John, we hear when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us, but not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's a cleansing, a transformation that happens when we come to God in humble confession, saying, Lord, forgive me. I turn from my other idols and I trust that you will bless me as I come to you. And finally, we hear God's warning of idolatry. So God calls us to return, he promises blessing, and then he warns us of idolatry. Stay away from idols, it's pretty clear. Right? Don't reason with them. Don't dabble with them. Run away. Why? Why should you not trust in false gods and in idols? Because God alone is the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. 
That's what God says. I'm the one who hears and answers your prayers. Have you ever thought about that? Right? It's, it's why should we turn away from these false gods? Why should we worship the true God? Because the true God is the one who actually cares about us and hears and answers prayer. And that really answers the question that God poses to Israel and that Gomer or that Hosea posed to Gomer. Who is it that really loves you? You go after all these other lovers and they whine and dine you and they leave you empty. They leave you ragged in the desert. But I'm the one who loves you. God says that I'm the one who's like a tree that provides all the fruit that you need. God is a faithful lover that protects, that provides. God is the one who actually cares about Israel. He's the one who actually loves them. He's the one who actually loves us. That's why idolatry is so offensive to God, because it denies his goodness. It denies his care. This is why Hosea says the wise and discerning understand that God's paths are true and right. It doesn't say easy and convenient. He says they're true. He points us to reality and they're right. They are morally good. Only fools and the unrighteous turn to their own way. And this tells us that God's commands are his blessings. God's commands are his blessings. What do I mean by that? Well, when God commands you to worship him, why is he doing that? Because you were made to worship him. He is telling you to fulfill the design for which he created you for. When he says, I want you to trust me, why is he doing that? Because our lives are dependent upon him. He's simply aligning us with reality. So when he commands us to do something, he's doing it to point us to the blessing of being who he created us to be. That's his love. And we can't help but worship. You're going to worship somebody, right? I think Bob Dylan said that. Everyone's got to serve a master, right? If you worship sex, then sex will shape all of your choices. You will do whatever it takes to fulfill your sexual desires and pleasure. If it's money, then you'll do whatever it takes to fill your account. If it's approval from other people, then you'll do whatever it takes to get an applause, right? To get a pat on the back, to feed your ego and your neediness. But if you're a child of God, if you're in Christ, if you're a child of the living God, that means that it is God who shapes all your decisions. And your decisions are being shaped by someone who actually cares for you, that adopts you into his family, that redeems you, and that loves you like a father loves his children. Do you believe that? Do you really, I mean, don't pass over this. Do you really believe that God is the one in whom orphans find mercy, that he's that compassionate, that tender, that merciful, that full of love. And the beauty of being a Christian is that you have been adopted into God's family, that he will discipline you, he will correct you, but he does so because you are his child, because he has gone to great lengths to bring you out of the marketplace of sin, to ransom you from slavery to sin, to learn what it's like to grow up in his house, to learn what it's like to grow up under a father who cares. Ask God that this truth would shape the way you live, that you are a child of a living God in Christ, that all the wrath that you deserved, all the punishment you deserved, all the exile you deserved has been taken away by the cross because the father is looking for children. And he has brought you into his family by grace. But we know so little of what he promises. I mean, we don't ever pray for that, do we? Do you really pray that this truth would sink deep into your heart and change the way you view the world? 
We have so little faith in God's unchanging character and his power. We have so little faith in his provision. We have so little faith that he is actually true to his word. Do we even know his word? I mean, I think that's the question. That's why we are doing this podcast. We need to hear the word of God preached and taught and read and sung. This is integral to our life because we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Is this true or is it not? If it's not true, we're wasting our time. But if this is true, then there are treasures of God's promises that we are to take a hold of by faith. And one of the things is that he promises to be a father to us. He promises to answer our prayers. He promises to show us mercy when we confess. He promises to heal us of our faithlessness. And he promises to refresh us like dew from heaven. Do you believe that? Because it's true. Ask God, ask God to work that into your heart and who knows what he'll do. Thank you for listening to this series. We're gonna continue another Bible teaching series after this. Haven't figured it out yet, but stay tuned for it. But thank you for listening to this. Leave a review and share it with someone you think could use the encouragement.